Welcome to the Elevating Funeral Service podcast. If you want to run a successful funeral home, cemetery, or pet cremation service, you don't have to be the one that has the lowest price. You do need to be the one that offers the most value, provides the best customer experience, and clearly communicates that in your marketing. On this weekly podcast, Ellery and Welton will show easy ways to demonstrate value to families and create differentiation that helps you stand out from the competition. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Elevating Funeral Service. I'm your host, Ellery Bowker. I'm with my good friend and co-host, Welton Hong. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about uh, the third part of a a three-part series we've done on online reviews. We talked the first episode about why reviews are important for funeral homes. Last week, we talked about what to do if you get a negative one. That was real fun. You should definitely listen to that one. And this week, we're going to be talking about how to get more online reviews. Right. So let's jump right into this. Welton, how are you doing today? Doing awesome, just like always. Good, good. Upbeat. <laughs> yeah. You ready for this lockdown to be over? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Still yeah. not going to restaurants yet. Still not yet. <laughs> yeah. We, we entered phase two last night uh, in North Carolina where um, they can now do – they can restaurants are now at 50% capacity. Yeah, us too. Um, Here in Vegas. Yeah, we've not, we've not gone to one yet. Um, I am – you know, I, I'm – you know, the Venn diagram where they show like people are worried about the economy, people are worried about safety, people are worried about government overreach. And then there's that one little part in the middle. Right. I'm kind of right in the middle of all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm happy to see that we're opening up. I mean, Me we want to do it safely and cautiously, but I definitely think things need to get moving again. Right. And I, yeah. and I, so I'm really happy to see that um, particularly for our customers and the families oh, they yeah. serve and some other stuff. So anyway, we'll jump right in here. What we're going to talk about today, everyone, is uh, basically we're going to talk about some ideas on how you can get more Mm -hmm. online reviews. Definitely. I think every funeral home in the country right now realizes or should, uh, if they're paying attention, that reviews are becoming uh, wildly important, right? They can literally be the difference between getting a call and not getting a call. Right. and And so quality matters, but also quantity. You need to have a lot of reviews. Now, the good news is you serve a lot of families, right? right? And by and large, all of these families leave your funeral home. They thank you. They love you. You've done a good job for them. Uh, you've helped them through at least partway through uh, one of the worst times in their lives. So mm-hmm. they will be willing to leave you a review, but you have to ask them. And we're going to kind of get into some of that today. So before we get into uh, kind of the who, the when, and the how, uh, I want to state that um, I believe in my experience has been well, and I think you may concur, is that people are not going to go online and leave a review on their own unsolicited probably unless they're angry. Right. Typically. Yes. Typically, yeah. <laughs> well, would, it, would it be fair to say that the ones that are unhappy are more motivated to go leave you an online right. review than the right. ones that are happy. Right. Ellery, interesting you brought this up. So Yelp is a public traded company. So it does provide quite a bit of data to the public. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, about two-thirds of the reviews being left on Yelp specifically are four stars and five stars, two-thirds. Oh, wow. And one star and two star combined represents about 20%. And the rest, of course, are neutral three stars. Right. So so people that are happy are going online leaving them. Right. Yeah, but interesting, I think uh, with Yelp, it's still geared towards a lot more towards like restaurants. Right. And restaurants, they get like hundreds of people that go in and out every week. Just natural. Yeah, naturally, you'll get reviews, positive reviews as well. Um, But funeral homes, you got to ask. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think there's a, um, I think there's two, there's this weird middle ground, you know, in, in the funeral homes, I might call this death by indifference, right? Like if you don't, uh, if you don't make them really happy and you mm -hmm. don't make them mad, then they right. kind of sit there in that middle and they don't do anything, right. you know? Um, so in our experience though, it's been that if you want to get a, a funeral consumer to leave you an online review, um, mm -hmm. there are two requirements. Uh, you have to ask them, right? right? Uh, and you have to make it easy. Right. Uh, if you do those two things, you're going to give yourself the best chance uh, of getting an online review. If right. you don't ask them and you don't make it easy for them, then you're just going to be at the whim of whomever you're serving. All right. right? Um, so what I want to do, let's, let's dive right into this, but let's talk about who you should ask for a review first, right? So right. talk to us about you're the funeral home owner. Um, do you ch pick and choose what families you want to ask for a review? What is your, what is your take on that? Right. Yep. So, Ellery, first I would um, ask the pre-need families all the time, for sure. Okay. Uh, typically, most funeral homes are thinking about the at-need families to ask for reviews, but I would definitely always reach out to the uh, pre-need families. They're, they're much happier, and uh, it doesn't feel awkward or uncomfortable That's a great ask point. for reviews. But on the etni side, of course, it's going to be the families that you know that had a good, positive experience. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought about the pre-need side of that, but yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about kind of the idea of cherry picking, right? Because uh, there, there are several companies now that are serving the funeral business um, specifically for reviews, right? Uh, and there are other kind of reputation management companies that serve the funeral business and they serve all businesses. Oh, yeah. But basically um, their, their sales model or their value proposition is that will help you get reviews. Correct. And one of the ways they do this is through kind of right or wrong cherry picking, right? They, they mm -hmm. will pick the best families. And so the question then becomes, you know, as a funeral owner, you know, and the how and the when, we'll talk about how to ask them and when to ask them in a minute. But when we're talking about the who, the question then be, with, for the funeral home would become, do I ask every family I serve, mm -hmm. right? Or do I ask only those that I know right. are going to give me a positive review? Mm -hmm. What is your thoughts on that? My thought is, I'm a little bit different, is I would still always call up the families the day after the service. And that call is not to solicit reviews, but that call is mainly to figure out are they happy or are they not happy. And if you're not happy, I would have stopped a negative review from going online in the beginning. And if they're happy, at least now you can tell, hey, what should you reach out to them? Are they, uh, or going back to the other world where we talk about MPS scores, <laughs> Mm -hmm. The promoter score, I would definitely ask to be nice and intense, right, for uh, for reviews. Yeah. Um, just to elaborate, for those of you that are not familiar, the NPS score is a simple one-question survey. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was made to take a, question, a survey with a ton of questions and deduce it down to one question, right. which was how likely are you to recommend our business, right, whatever mm -hmm. that is, right. to friends and family. Right. And the way the thing is set up is that if you get a 9 or a 10, Mm -hmm. Those are going to be what you're called your promoters, okay? Right. Um, uh, seven and eight are going to be your indifferent people, mm -hmm. right? They're just the right. ones that you didn't you didn't uh, blow them away and you didn't make them mad. They're right in the middle. And mm -hmm. then anything six or below, which is kind of a widespread, are what are called your detractors, okay? Right. Those are the people that are actually going to hurt you more than are going to help you. Right. So what Weldon's talking about when he's talking about the NPS score is that right there. Like how many of these people are, are going to go and promote you 
to their friends uh, and to their families. Um, well, that's interesting that you say that, Welton, because one, um, I think about the practical side of a funeral home calling a family the next day, right? I wonder about that timing right. a little bit. Mm -hmm. right. um, and then you also, and I know you don't advocate this, but right then you're going to kind of say, are they happy or not? And then if they are happy, then you're going to reach out to them in a little bit later and ask them for a review, right? You're not going to ask them for a review on day no. one because uh, no. that would seem a little bit disingenuous. Right. So <clears throat> let's talk about a term that Google calls review gating right. uh, because this is something that you may hear. <laughs> and then if you are paying a company to get your reviews, you really want to be thinking about this because if you do this wrong, there are severe penalties for this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so what review gating is, um, in probably the simplest terms, is review gating is a method by which you find out you ask a customer, uh, programmatically or not, but you're asking a customer for feedback, okay? Mm -hmm. If they give you positive feedback, you're saying, hey, how about giving us a public review? If right. they give you negative feedback, you're saying, how about tell us privately? Right. So basically what you're doing is you're filtering, saying, okay, do you like me? Go left. Do you not like me? Go right. Okay, <laughs> and Google calls that review gating, right? right. And they, they are very, very heavy-handed about it right now. Um, and what that means is that the, uh, the, the very worst case scenario, right, if Google, if Google knows that you're doing this, uh, is they can literally take down all of your reviews, oh, right, yeah. all of That's them. pretty bad. And not just from the moment you're caught, okay, you could have five years worth of reviews. If you oh, start yeah. review gating now and you're caught, they can take down all of your reviews. Very and, severe. Yeah, very, very severe. And, and boy, I don't even know what that appellate process would oh. be like, but I think you'd have a hard time getting it back. Uh, and so you could have years worth of goodwill oh, built yeah. up online, a public reputation, only to have that wiped out. Right. So when you're talking about cherry picking, you know, be very, very careful about how you're doing oh, that yeah. because you don't, you want to make sure that you're doing it in a way that is natural. You know, what Google really wants you to do, um, Google really wants you to say, hey, would you mind leaving us a review, right? They don't mm -hmm. want you to offer incentives. They don't want you to say, well, will you please oh, go write right. a positive review? They just say, please go leave us a review. Please go right. tell others about us. And then how you say it and what you say is up to you. Right. Now, Facebook and Google will both allow you to ask people for reviews. Yelp will not. And that's a key point now that's been a recent change. Um, Yelp does not want you even asking for reviews, public mm -hmm. or, or positive or negative, incentive or no incentive. They just want that all to be organic, completely natural. Right. So don't ask for Yelp reviews, only ask for Google, only ask for Facebook. And my suggestion is that you ask everybody no matter what. And I'm going to tell you a, a theory why. Um, funeral directors generally, in my experience, are going to be very apprehensive about asking for a review because of the nature of the business. Okay, mm -hmm. Like if I get my teeth cleaned or I get new windows in my house or I get my car washed, it's not a day goes by and I'm getting a request for a survey or a review. Right. I, don't, I mean, it's natural, right? It's just the nature of the business. Death is a little bit more delicate. Mm -hmm. Right. You've got all kinds of different emotions going on. So you're trying to find the right time, you know, how to ask them. So here's my thought is if you if you're the funeral homeowner and you're a little bit, um, you know, skittish or sheepish about doing this. And so you say, OK, well, I'm only going to ask the people that are so overtly positive about me. OK, then by by yeah. and large, I think, Welton, what will happen is that you'll miss some. Right. So what I think is I, I think agree. that if you're if you're so worried about getting a negative one and you're only asking the positive ones, mm -hmm. I think you're leaving a lot of, uh, you know, quote unquote money on the table, right? Oh, I think yeah. you're leaving a lot of people that would have left your review had they been asked, exactly. but because they weren't gushing about you, because they weren't showering you with love, you didn't feel like they would. So you didn't ask them. Right. So I think by and large, you know, if you ask everybody, you'll get more positive ones. Definitely. Okay. 
then you would then in other words you should be you should look at doing that uh, as a way to get more positive ones and not so much as a way to avoid getting negative right. Right. Like I think your motivation might be might be misguided. Um, mm-hmm. So you should do it to get more, not to avoid getting less. Right. That yeah. makes sense. Shouldn't be fear about it. Yeah. Yeah. Majority yeah. of the customers should be happy. Oh, and they are yeah. right, and they yeah. are. I mean, honestly, yeah. again, uh, you know, I mentioned this on the last episode. We had a guy on a meeting ask one time, "What happens if I get a ton of negative reviews?" You know, <laughs> and my answer to him was, "Change your business model. You know, f- fix it. Do something better." So by and large, funeral homes have got hundreds or thousands of happy customers, right? right? These are the people that see you at church and hug you. They see you in the grocery store and they thank you. I mean, they, they are immensely, uh, tremendously grateful for what you've done for them. All you have to do is ask them and they right. will go online and leave your review. So oh, yeah. my answer would be to try not to cherry pick it. My mm-hmm. answer would just be to blanket ask everybody. Now, that being said, and this episode may go long as we get into this, but that being said, I, I love Welton's idea of doing a check-in. Okay, whether that's uh, over the phone, right? Um, whether it's a printed counselor doing it, an aftercare counselor doing it, a text message, doesn't matter. Just mm-hmm. by saying, hey, how are you doing? You know what I mean? Because if that person is upset with you and you say that, how are you doing, right? And right. whatever terms you want, you're asking them to say, tell me what you think, right? right. And if they're unhappy with you, they're going, to, they're going to tell you. And that at that point in time is when you have a chance to take something that was potentially negative Mm-hmm. and make that customer happy, right? right? And turn something that may have been a negative review into a positive review or um, take somebody that wasn't even going to leave you a review. They were just going to sit there and maybe be a little bit upset and now right. you've made them so happy they will go online and leave you right. a review. So mm-hmm. any yeah. thoughts on that? Yeah, totally agree. And sometimes I've seen other funeral directors when they call just to check in. And uh, if the client is happy, what they would say verbally is really appreciate you can go on Google and leave us a feedback. So that way we can continue to improve our business over here. But to frame it as a feedback, again, you're not bribing them. You're not asking them to leave a review. They frame it as a really want you. Can you please give us some feedback? It's like a survey though. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. That's a great point. And you know, when it comes to the, um, the, um, funeral directors being a little bit nervous about leaving or asking right. and what is they're just not, I mean, that's just a bold thing to ask somebody. They don't feel comfortable. Um, well, two things I'll say about that. One is that it's not, you have to now get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. There's no other option. You have to ask for these reviews, right. you know, right. and then it comes down to how you ask. Right. right. So when you talk about the delicate nature of this, it's all about how you ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you've been an advocate of role playing before, and I think that right. you should do that, right? Yeah. You should get when you guys have downtime at the funeral home, pretend, right? Act, mm-hmm. act like you're calling somebody, you know, yeah. and kind of walk through that. Uh, practice will make you have more confidence in it, and that'll come through to that family. Right. Um, you're not asking for anything that you don't deserve, right? And if you do it at the right time in the right way, it's perfectly normal. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's jump in then to when you should ask for a review, and we've got yeah. a couple different opinions on that. When do you think a funeral home? What's the perfect time? for a funeral home to reach out to that family and ask them for a review? Very tricky. <laughs> so we always <laughs> very tricky, right? <laughs> so I would still say, uh, me personally, what I would do is still with that call. Once you proceed with that phone call, that's it, the day afterwards, if they're happy, I would already ask for the review. And again, it's not asking for a review, it is asking for feedback. So I would, me personally, I would do that um, already. Just to have a framework so we're not forgetting things at all, right? 
But elderly, obviously, you have a little bit different way of. Uh, yeah, no, no, that's and that's good. I think there's a couple different ways to look at it. So you're saying on that first call that you would sort of gauge their feedback, and then if they were, if they, I mean, of course, you're not cherry picking, but again, uh, right. then you would say, hey, if you don't mind, would you go on and leave us some feedback? Right. Right. Yeah. And and you're suggesting that just so it's part of kind of the check boxes of what right. they have to do, kind of as they go through it. Right. right? Uh, I can see that um, clearly if if it's to the right person you know, mm -hmm. said the right way, right, right. Um, with kind of the right tone and everything, I think that could have tremendous value because it's soon. Um, I do have a little bit of a different thought on it, or maybe, you know, not a, not a right one or a wrong one, but just kind of a different one. Sure. Um, I'm probably an advocate of waiting a little while um, mm -hmm. for a couple reasons. One, right. personally, for me, um, the higher the ticket item, uh, for me, I like to wait a little longer to leave a review because right. there's so much invested in it, right? I want right. to kind of like wait a while and see, did everything work out? Right. Uh, that's an aside. But I think for the funeral homes, knowing knowing the funeral directors like I do and mm -hmm. how, how they're not, um, you know, they're caregivers, right? Asking for a review right. doesn't feel natural no, to them, right? Just like asking for a sale doesn't feel natural right. to them. I think if and I agree with you, I think it should be a checkbox. I think it should be part of your process and your workflow. If not, it will get forgotten or people will get scared of it and don't do it. Mm -hmm. But I think if it's a little bit later down the road, I think two things can happen. One is I think that it, people can really have a little bit of time to reflect on how the funeral home did. Sure. I also think it can take out a little bit of the uneasiness that some right. funeral directors have about asking them. Mm -hmm. So, if you have, if you, if you are asking every funeral director to ask the family the next day, a lot of those that feel like it's already a little bit of a tricky question, that's right. only going to magnify it to me, oh, yeah. right? Like that's going to make point. it even more tricky to me. Right. So let's say that it was 30 days after, let's just call it 30 days. Um, I think then it just becomes, I think in the family's eyes, it becomes part of that process, sure. right? It's like, okay, now I'm getting a review. It's typically in a normal time, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think you'd probably take out a little bit of the uneasiness or maybe even the family's expectation that it's ill-timed mm -hmm. because here's what I, here's what I'm afraid of. Welton. just, mm -hmm. I mean, straight, straight up. I'm afraid that if you have a funeral home that asks a family the day after or very early mm -hmm. and they do it the wrong way right. and that family well, tells them, their own way. Oh yeah. if that family tells them, are you, mm -hmm. you know, if that family gives them a negative response, right. I think you've just killed them. I yeah. think that funeral director will never ask another family again. <laughs> I, I really think that. But to me, if it's if it's just part of the process, like a mm -hmm. month later, I feel like it takes a little bit of uneasiness out. And also, um, whether your follow-up with that family um, is by phone or text or email or whatever, I think, you know, let's, let's call it 30 days after that you ask them for a review. Well, mm -hmm. then you have a month to get in touch with that family. Yeah. Right. And if in that, if in that month that family's unhappy, right, maybe they've reached out to you and told you that, but even not, even if you reach out to them, so let's say you reach out to them two weeks after, Hey, well, how are you doing, et cetera. And then if that family replies back and says, well, you know what? I'm not doing well. I don't like you guys. I don't think you did a good job. I think it gives you some time, right. Sure. To work with that family and to maybe mm -hmm. make that right, whatever that process mm -hmm. was, and mm -hmm. maybe have a chance to turn that negative, um, you know, into a positive. So I think there's, there's a couple different ways um, uh, of looking at it, but it, it's, it's all going to come down to, you know, how you ask, you know, what your intentions are when you ask, if you feel like, if they feel like all you want is that review, you know what I mean? Oh, then they're going to feel like you're disingenuous. No, no. Yeah. And that's, and that's the worst of it.
Right. Uh, anything else about kind of when? Yeah, but ask? it's interesting, Ellery. So I think as I, as you're talking, what goes in my mind is you just got to ask for the review. Timing yeah. is however comfort you are in asking for that review, but you don't have to be shy in asking for that review. It's whatever is best from your own timing point of view. Yeah. What do you think it's a most comfortable? But you have to ask for the review. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You you have to if you're uncomfortable with it, practice. Right. You have to get you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, families are not going to see it as unnatural because no. everyone's asking them for a review, yeah. right? It, just okay, like you buddy. could ask for a review, yeah. just like they use reviews. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I mean, we're becoming a culture of giving and receiving <laughs> reviews and reading them and finding value in them. So it's not mm -hmm. going to feel unnatural as long as you do it naturally, as long right. as you're genuine and you do it at the right time that feels good for you and for them. I think that's right. right. All right, let's jump into the last part of this would be how you should ask for reviews. Right. So really you could do it in person, right? By mail, by text, by email. You mm -hmm. know, what do you say? What's your favorite method? What do you think is the most effective? How would you do it? I would, I might do combination still with a phone call first and then letting them know, hey, I will be sending you an email. And of course, uh, text do very, very well in getting to them. The open rate of text are much, much, much higher uh, from that just based on the open rate. So I would definitely do combination. Ideally, what I would do is I might do a phone call and then if uh, they haven't left a review, then they will get a alert maybe by email or by a text message. So it has to be um, a kind of uh, ideally automation. I don't know whether anything out there existed, but ideally it will be a reminder, reminding them yeah. to leave a review from multi-channel way. Right. Yeah. But without, again, uh, hassling them at all. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think, again, you want to come across as genuine. Yeah. You know, you want to come across as that, you know, mm -hmm. you, you generally want their feedback. And I really right. love that point you made That's on that. more feedback. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know which one works better. I mean, you know, texting, I think, works better. We do that. Um, you know, um, we actually do some by mail, too. And that seems to get a pretty good yeah. uh, uh, rate. Oh, yeah. You know, going back to kind of like how you ask, um, and, and again, not promoting our company and just giving one idea, but like when we send a survey out, we include a card mm. and that card really literally on one whole side of that card, it just says, will you do us a favor? You know uh, what I mean? So it's just really asking that family, uh, you know, you, you just do us a favor and then it's got yeah. a link on the other side. Um, texting you right does, does well. I think email does well too. If it, if it gets opened, you know, yeah. I love the idea of you giving them a phone call first. Um, yeah. I think, I think the efficacy of that would be high but I think the practicality of that would be low because I don't right. think funeral directors are going to have the no, time you know, to follow up with them. I love the idea of you letting them know you're going to be asking them for a review. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And then it's going to come across as more genuine. They're going to, they're right. going to go ahead and do that. Uh, well, let me ask you this, Welton. So let's say that you're emailing somebody, you're texting somebody and you're saying, Hey, you want to leave us a review? Uh, you can't ask if it's Yelp. You can, if it's Google or Facebook. So which one are you asking them to leave you a review on? By default, me, I would say these days it will be Google. If you can right. only choose one network, Google is the primary one to focus on for now. Why would you say that? Just simply, uh, most people use Google. Whenever they're Googling your funeral home, they might not be even just looking at your reviews, but they, all the star ratings show up when they already Google you already. So Google reviews are just a lot more prominent on the internet. Yeah, and I think, too, that the big battle right now, um, you know, um, 
you know, at need is bought and pre need is sold. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that Google is going to be uh, like you always say problem aware. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think there are going to be more people searching for that than right. are going to be for, for pre need. Um, so if you're asking them, you're going to ask them for Google. Do you ever ask them for both? I would. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and whichever one they, they feel a little more affinity towards or, or maybe not everybody has a Google account. So maybe they might choose to leave a review on Facebook instead. Yeah. Because every, everybody's on Facebook. Yeah. 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 <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been good. I think this has been some really good information. I think uh, a takeaway from this episode would be that you just have to ask. Just have to. Right. Yeah. You Get just out have your to comfort ask. zone. <laughs> Say it again. Get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Really. You're going to have to because at the end of the day, the consumer's not, I mean, they're looking at these reviews. They're making very quick decisions about who they're going to call and who they're not going to call. Mm -hmm. And you made a good point on the first episode we did uh, on online reviews two weeks ago. You know, you, you made, uh, you mentioned, I thought it was very profound that people will see your reviews, even if they're not looking for your reviews, no. they may be Googling you trying to find your phone number right. and they see your reviews. And right. so think about how if you were recommended to somebody and you went and Googled their name and you saw a bunch of negative reviews, how fast that would stop you in your tracks. Mm -hmm. right. Right. Like, Whoa, you know, like oh, that's yeah. a warning, you know, and so that's uh, that's that's pretty profound right there. So, um, listen, we've enjoyed doing this. Um, um, these three parts here, I, I think that we could talk about online reviews for for months. I don't I don't think there's probably anything more important right now for funeral homes. Mm -hmm on kind of an at need, you know, winning at need calls right now, um, then, you know, having good search engine position, right? Doing your paid, paid search uh, in markets where it makes sense. Uh, but more importantly, getting online reviews. Online reviews will be the great equalizer. It can let you as a small firm compete against the largest of firms out there. Easily. Um, mm -hmm. So just understand that these families uh, are an asset, right? They love you. You've done a great job for them. You have to ask them to get reviews. Um, and if you want any help with that, you know, uh, ask us. We can answer any questions you guys have. But yeah. we truly do hope you found some value in that. If you did, if you don't mind on your favorite podcasting app, if you could leave us a review or give Welton and I some feedback and let us know how we're doing. We're doing this to, uh, to provide as much information as we can. And we really enjoy doing it. So any feedback you can give us, we would certainly appreciate that. Next week, we've got a very cool episode. I think you're really going to like it. We're going to be talking about texting uh, mm -hmm. in your funeral home. Um, should you be texting families? Why should you should be texting families? How are they responding? Um, and how funeral homes are finding value in doing that. So it's going to be a really, really great episode. And so please tune in for that one. So until next time, thanks, guys. Bye-bye.